Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Antidotes. This is James. And this is Christine. We have our very first guest today, and it is an old partner of mine, and we are going to be sharing one of our most storied calls together. But just so you know, we are going to tell this story as it happened, just like we were there. So there's going to be a lot of swearing. We're going to be talking about a pretty tough topic, and we're going to be making some jokes about it. So if you are easily offended, if you are not into curse words, then this is probably not the story and probably not the podcast for you. So maybe switch on over to something else. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy it. We've enjoyed telling it. All right, so in today's episode, it's going to get a little bit confusing because instead of co-host James, we have one of my former partners, EMT James. Um, So partner James, I guess, or James 2, I don't know. What do you want to be called? Other James works. Other other James, okay. So other James and I worked together a long, long time ago in a state far, far away. Um, <laughs> to reference Star Wars for first, James. Um, and you were a fairly new EMT, I think, when we worked together. That's correct, yeah. You, like, your ticket was wet. Yeah. Very fresh. That had to be first year. First year, okay. Um, and now James is in PA school, so physician's assistant school for anyone not really in medicine, which is kind of the dark side equivalent of nurse (laughs) practitioners, I guess, the medical model to the nursing model. Mm -hmm. We are still friends, though. That's okay. Um, So actually, as a former senior EMT to him, I'm very proud that he has made it all the way to PA school (laughs) and he's down here. Um, But we have done some pretty interesting calls together. And a few years ago, we found out that we have been telling this one story in particular, the snake story at all of these parties, but we have been telling it separately for years and years and years. And then we were at this party and someone goes, oh my God, you guys have to tell a snake story. And we were partners on it and we told it together and it was so much better together. And it was funnier and there's a lot of details that like I had forgotten mm-hmm. about, probably like just pushed into the recesses of my memory because <laughs> it was so traumatizing um, that you had brought up so yeah there were there were pieces that you had remembered that i did not so we were both kind of it was sort of a paint by number co-story yeah and everyone enjoyed it a lot more um people that had heard it multiple times anyways because for some reason people like us tell the story over and over again so this is the snake story (laughs) (laughs) uh who should start off on this well i'll also say this um for, for those of you who don't work in medicine, one of the biggest faux pas you can ever do or say, especially to someone who works in emergency medicine, is what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Yes, yeah. Uh, we hate that question. It's yeah. sort of like asking a vet, hey, have you ever shot someone? Um, it's, it's essentially <laughs> asking someone, hey, let's talk about your trauma. Yeah. Um, so don't ever do that. But, but I think whenever I got Get the question... Get ready for a smart-ass answer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Whenever I've been asked the question, what's the funniest call you've ever been on? Or what's the oddest call you've ever been on? I, this, usually what I tell is the the snake story. Yeah. And that's so true. Like everyone would always be like, what's your worst call? And you have like your worst call in your mind. 
And when you're at a dinner party or like you're at like a wedding, <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, well, let me tell you about this dead baby because yeah. that's really going to just kill things. <laughs> no pun intended. Like it's really going to kill the mood. Um, but you're like, oh, the snake story. That's socially appropriate and really mind blowing that people are going to believe. And it, it is so true. It's like someone that's been in the military um, and having been even just in the reserves with the army. I remember sitting at this a good friend of mine's wedding and her very, very hippie Brooklyn hipster um, friend's date goes, oh, my God, you're in the army. You know how to use a gun. Have you killed anyone? And I was just like so appalled. And I just looked at him and was like, like for food? And <laughs> and then he didn't really ask anymore about it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, so... Like, I think asking, oh, do you have like, any interesting stories is fine. But like, what is your worst story? Like, oh, would you like to relive the things that give you nightmares every yeah. night? Yeah. Um, no, I would not like to tell you those things. But I will tell you the snake story. So this has been like my great like go to. I've for, I've told this story for ever since it's happened. Um, although this is one of my worst stories because I am absolutely terrified of snakes. So like, don't anyone come up to me with snakes after this because... <laughs> I will hate every single one. And I've had encounters with snakes in medicine after this, which we'll probably like get into briefly after the story. But uh, I still have, I, I kind of have nightmares about this, but it's not the same nightmares as other things. So yeah, the snake story. So it was um, probably six-ish years ago. Sounds about right. Because you had just started working in EMS. I think this was in yeah. your first year. Yeah. Yeah. And we had not worked together before. Correct. Um, I had picked up a shift with you, I think. And this was probably around, I want to say it was like 8 o'clock at night. I think our shift was like a weird one. We were off at 10. And we got dispatched to, um, we were in the city. So this is a very, let me paint the picture. This was a very, very urban area um, in Massachusetts, um, very, very low-income area. This was the hood. And we get dispatched to this road, and it was just at end of. The- yeah, n- normally the when you, when you see on the board and it gives you the address, it, the second street address will say something useful like apartment number five. I'd never seen at the end of written on the second address line like that's like that's real like that's a thing that is okay but that was kind of the first ominous note of this whole thing that like oh that that sounds horrifying yeah whenever something is vague and says at end of it's just a huge red flag of (laughs) we don't know what the fuck you're going to um and then it was also to assist the police right which is not good. Never good. No. No. You, the, it, you know it means that it's probably not medical. It's probably either psych related or convict related. Yeah. The cops don't want to deal with it. They don't want to take someone to jail or whatever. They just want to get someone, you know, something off their hands. Which right. is not to say that cops aren't great at doing their job. It's just like a... It's not super medically necessary. Like, it's not a medical medical, like, right. oh, my God, someone's in labor. But it's like, no, they really shouldn't be going to jail. 
but they don't need the fire department as well. Right. The whole, like, an engine and a ladder and all that kind of stuff. It's suspicious. So, so anyways, we get there. Um, well, we're, we're going along this long industrial road, and we pass a bunch of factories, and that's when I found out that... In the ghetto. Yeah, one, one of my favorite peanut butter brands has a factory back there and i'm like oh that's where that factory is yeah and a rock climbing gym right and so we pass by all this like rando industrial business and then just keep on going and there are no more street lights at this point it's just like forest and then we're just going and driving and driving in the dark forest in the middle of the hood right which I didn't know exist there. And like that's when we, we went, also found out. We showed up in fucking Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we crossed some barrier and all of a sudden we don't know where we are anymore. And that's when we discovered there happened to be a swamp in this particular city that we did not also yes. know existed. When we finally, finally, after driving for what seemed like a while down this But like, it was probably long, about four minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but when you drive at night down a street with no lights and you're working... You're like, what am I driving into? And finally, we see cop, we see police officer lights. Yeah, and there were used, there was two cop cars. Correct. So there's two cop cars, and one of the cops is sitting in his cruiser, <laughs> and we're like, okay. Is is it because he's annoyed? Is it because he's is a, he writing a report? Right. Is he like looking something up on their computer? Hiding, is he calling dispatch? But looking for a bigger gun? Like what is he? He doesn't seem like he's coming out. He doesn't seem like he's doing much of anything. <laughs> is he having a snack? <laughs> Where are we going? Like, okay, there's not a lot of urgency here. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? He's not waving us down either. Correct. Like usually, if it's like a medical and it's just PD on scene. They're like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, come here. <laughs> like, hurry up. Um, <laughs> is that, is that your Boston accent? No, no. Okay. Get ready. There'll be a better one. Okay, I'm sure. The, yeah. It'll get better. Um, so we park. I don't even think we had lights on. We didn't even have like the regular. I mean, we had like headlights, but not regular. Yeah, like, I don't think we had the um, flashies. No. So then... Out of the swamp emerges <laughs> emerges exactly emerges the woman and another cop, and this is a gruff Boston area cop and a gruff Boston area woman of the night. Yes, and no disrespect to ladies of that profession. It is have, the first profession, after all. F- first and. I would say proudest, but probably not so much. But, you know, hey, man, do what you got to do. She was not pleased with the situation. No. No. A cop comes up to us and was like, we're like, hey, what's up? And he goes, she's drunk, having a mental health emergency, needs to go to the hospital. Was Was found in the swamp, half dressed. So we're like, okay. And what do you remember about this part? Uh, I remember she she was loud. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was disagreeing with what the officer was saying, but she also wasn't saying exactly what had happened just yet. I, I didn't hear the full story until we were actually on the way to the hospital. But at this, at this point, it just seemed like she was not pleased with the officers, uh, their treatment of her. 
uh, and just about anything. And it was kind of hard to sort of gauge, uh, is this a situation where I'm sort of sympathetic to what she's saying? Is this a situation where I'm, I need to pull one of the officers aside and ask what actually happened? We're still kind of very much in the dark here about what the hell is going on. Yeah, I mean, there's always two sides to every story. And a lot of times you walk into what the fuck is happening. And there's a lot of screaming and yelling. And that's the thing about EMS that I used to love is you walk into chaos and you have to figure out what's going on and make sense of it and then develop a plan and go from there. But this was, I don't remember what the story was of like why she was in the swamp or anything. Um, I do remember the cop saying to me, she had a snake, but she put it down. And that's why my partner from the other cruiser is in his car. And I was like, oh, red alert, red alert. No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. Immediately she takes like nine steps back and was like, what do you mean a snake? I was like, but it's gone, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She put it down. I am afraid of snakes. I'm very afraid of, I've always been afraid of snakes. It's been like my nightmare that like somehow in EMS, like in medicine, I would come across a snake. So this was like nightmare come to fruition. I was scared now because you were scared. Because, because (laughs) badass Chris, army Chris is suddenly like slow stepping away and being like, what do you mean snake? It's gone. It's gone though. Right. And so I, I wasn't initially afraid, but when the, person who's supposed to kind of like i was like oh i'm here to help people <laughs> and she was like just follow my lead and keep your mouth shut and i suddenly have this deep masculine voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so then now i'm now i'm nervous but, and it's like i've been to like you know shootings and stabbings and we've been chased down Sturrow drive in boston by gang members and like i've been almost killed and waking people up from drug overdoses fine like ran into hostage standoffs with the SWAT team. No, no, no. Snakes? Snakes. Uh-uh. That's my line. Like, Why I can't do it. Like that. Snakes. No. <laughs> no Everyone's got their thing. No Everyone's got their snakes thing. on this ambulance. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, hold up. <clears throat> so anyways, there was a lot of fuck you's and, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm not going with them. And from this woman. Yeah. And... So, I mean, she was very clearly, like, upset, drunk, inebriated, severe mental health issues, needed to get some treatment or something. Yeah. She needed to come with us. We could not leave this woman in a swamp. No. And, like, having her sit in a jail was not appropriate either. But at this point, we were in uniforms. They were in uniforms. She didn't like them. Therefore, she didn't like us. And this was one of the first times I sort of... And that all the time with you. Right. So, I had to sort of start crafting this whole, like... Um, sort of transitory us versus them false story amongst my patients are being, hey, listen, like, I'm not a fucking cop, all right? Like, I don't care. Like, fuck them, you know? Fuck them. Just It's the departed over let's, here. Let's get Look, in the fucking ambulance. I'm not a rat. You can tell me what happened. You can tell me what those fucking assholes did. You tell your story. Forget about those motherfuckers, all right? Okay, let's do this. James is from Baltimore, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> But it is, there's like a weird code switch when I first started working, isn't it? Like, yeah. I step into an ambulance and I say pressure. 
Oh yeah. Like, let me so, check your pressure. Yeah. It's, so I'm I'm from the North Shore, like the most like yuppity of like cow towns, and like all of a sudden <laughs> I started working in like Boston and Revere. Oh, I can drop my ass, kid. Like you wouldn't believe, because like if you if you don't talk like that, like your patients are like. Oh, I don't trust you. I'm not yeah. going. Like, yeah, I initially you got suck a lot a of bitch. I'm not going in the back with you. Like, what's I got, wrong I, with you? I got a lot of like, where the fuck are you from? When I first started working there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so somehow we get her into the ambulance. Well, because I had to do the us versus them, fuck the cops, sweet talk. You schmooze, and right. I think I was hanging back talking to the cop. Right. And that's how that happened. So she's in the ambulance. She's in the ambulance. I'm in the ambulance. You're in the ambulance. So she's on the stretcher. She has seatbelt on. You are sitting on the tech bench, which is that long seat that's right next to the stretcher mm-hmm. in the ambulance. And um, I am subtly and very smoothly trying to find out exactly suavely. what is in her system. And I'm doing the whole like, hey, listen, I'm not a fucking cap. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I just need to make sure that like you don't you get any medication. Exactly. <laughs> You're beautiful just the way you are, but I just need to make sure you don't get any medications that interact with anything that you might have had. Yeah. And at this point, she's denying everything. I can also smell so much on her breath. Like it's, it's, so I'm, I'm also trying to be like... More than just anger. Don't, right, more than just anger. But like you don't... It's clear that you're lying to me. But I'm not saying that. I'm just like, hey, listen, I'm still trying to work the like, no judgment. I don't care. I wish I was drunk right now. I wish I had some drugs to deal with this next situation that's about to happen. And she keeps denying it. And she's also got this mysterious like pharmacy bag with her. Oh, there was a purse. (laughs) Right. Purse with pharmacy bags in it. Purse with pharmacy bag in it. Yeah. And I'm saying like, do you have anything in your purse? And this is... Do you have any medication bottles that I can take a look at to see what you take? Because that's like a common thing we do all the time. Right. Yeah. And and her response other than she's denying it and denying it and denying it. And finally, she, the, 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 the narrative slightly shifts as she says, the only thing I've got in here are pregnancy tests and my snake. So my, my memory of this is that I am out back of the ambulance. So I'm standing, the, the doors are open. So the back scene lights are on me. The cop is to my right. And... She and I'm like, you got to go to the hospital. And she's all like, I don't want to go to the hospital. And we finally convince her. And she goes, fine. Then Fred's coming with me. Fred. 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 Enter yes. Fred stage left. Fred. Okay. Um, and Who's Fred? So then <laughs> I think you go, <clears throat> what? So I'm like, well, who's Fred? Because, of course. And I go, is Fred with us right now? Because... <laughs> You're you thinking know, psych call. Because this is a psych. This is all psych and psych and drugs and alcohol that's so related. And um, it, very often we would have people that are having audio and visual hallucinations. And that's a very legitimate question to ask and, you know, path to go down in EMS. And so, you know, he's Fred with us right now. She goes, yeah, of course he's with me. He's in my purse. And then I'm slowly like, oh, I remember that comment earlier about the snake. Uh, who's Fred? She's like, he's my pet snake. And, and then... But there's a denial in here initially, right? Uh, Be- before Fred is produced, someone asks her, I thought the snake was gone, and she confirms that the snake is gone, that she was made to get rid of it. Initially. That might have been the cop. Okay. 
I think the cop said it, but initially at one point she said, no, the, fr- the snake's not here Look, anymore. this is like my Vietnam. I'm not really, I may be a little <laughs> spotty on some of this. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Uh, there, but there was, there was like, a, there's a snake, there's not a snake, there's a snake, there's not a snake, there's not a snake. And now... Yeah, it was real iffy. And now there's Fred. You know, there's, now he's got a name, he's got credentials. Right. But, he's but with be- us. before he is produced, she denies his existence. And I go... I think she... And yeah. that's when I'm asking about drugs. And it's understandable that we're thinking psych because the thing is, if you go to a call and there's fire there, your brain says medical. If you go to a call and no fire is there and there's a cop there, it's like always psych, unless you're going to a police station. Well, yeah, I think there was also very much psych there still. It was just a very different psych than. But uh, you're like, is Fred with us now? Was a perfectly legitimate question. It was not. Because Fred was with us right right now. Fred was with us, right. We did not think he was, but. But not in all of like the Jesus is with us right now fun way that we were hoping. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Uh, no. No. Um, Um, But it it was because of my asking about what's in the purse that Fred was produced because at some point, I misspoke or whatever it is that sets off a nerve. No, what happened was is she goes, Fred's a snake and he's in my purse. And I go, you can't bring a snake in an ambulance. And she goes, fuck you. And I go, um, terror. I am so terrified and I am trying to keep my cool. And this is, this is honestly the thing in EMS where I have been so absolutely insanely afraid and have had to keep my composure because like and this is serious like doing cpr doing all of these crazy things going to rollovers going to you know suicide like you know attempts and like talking people off of like ledges like this is when i have been the most afraid and having to keep my composure is like nope you can't bring a snake in an ambulance you we need to get rid of the snake knowing that she's going to bring a snake out this woman that is so unstable and i do not know what she's going to do with this thing that i'm so afraid of and i can't like i cannot show this woman fear and <laughs> they can smell because fear because they can, can smell they fear. can i mean they can. anyone's can it's like tyrannosaurus fear. rexes that, that are yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. i'm not making fun of mental health at all this one was very very mean to me <laughs> <laughs> this uh, woman could smell fear this woman could smell this fear. woman could yes um that is okay we'll get to that later on but yeah, people okay. who are inebriated right i think can smell fear so i'm like you can't bring a snake in an ambulance and i'm making up all these things i'm like it's unhygienic <laughs> <laughs> there are health coats no I, you can't bring a snake in I, I bring up protocol which is like the, that's like the, the the p word man whenever you like want to say they can't do something it's protocol yeah there's no pets in an ambulance you can't that's, do that that's against so, our protocol yeah. i remember there was this back and forth would be going no it's unhygienic you can't bring a snake in an ambulance <laughs> we're not allowed to do this we're not allowed to transport animals in here and i think you were you were kind of like echoing it a little bit yeah and then she was getting more and more mad about this and then there was a fuck you cunt and then the snake comes out well she it she dumps the purse Oh, yeah. Because she had mentioned the con- that the contents of her purse included uh, pregnancy tests. Because out came like a Sam's Club <laughs> amount of pregnancy tests and Fred in the same uh, like pharmacy bag that was within the purse. Yeah. But there was like 10 pregnancy tests. Right. So there's like, she dumps it out on the stretcher like between her legs and there's just like pregnancy tests and Fred. And a lot of nips of something. Right. Right. Yeah. And pill bottles and such. Yeah. Um, so there's a snake now 
In so the now, there's the, now, now there's the... But I never actually saw it because I couldn't see that. Because as I was going... Were you 50 feet away at this point? Well, so I'm I'm slowly backing <laughs> up and going, it's, I, it's and I'm like pointing going, it's unhygienic to bring a snake in ambulance. We can't bring snakes in ambulances. You need to check this out. And the cop's going like, yeah, you can't have a snake in an ambulance. We can't do this. Look, we got to go. Yeah. I'm off shift at 10. We got to get going. <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, uh, what are we doing here? Come on, let's just go. Come on. I don't Forget know. We're about the snake. My, forget yeah. about it. Yeah, they so. just wanted us to go with the snake. They're like, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> Chris is obviously afraid of snake. And I'm like brand new and like, wait, snakes? I didn't know there'd be snakes in this job. <laughs> what chapter was this in the EMT course? <laughs> they didn't do this in the practical. In the environmental emergencies. <laughs> yeah. So I do remember the preface sentence to the snake going from a ground creature to an airborne creature was a hearty fuck you cunt. Yes. And she, so she gra- grabs up the snake and she was a southpaw. <laughs> she snatched it up with the left hand because I barely clearly remember as she is smelling fear and aiming for you as best, Nostrils as, she, are flaring. As, best as she can. I'm on the left of her. Therefore, the snake is in my fucking face. Now, this was not a big snake by any means, but when a snake is in your face, size doesn't matter. Being wielded by a woman with fishnets who is very, very intoxicated. Unbalanced. There's a whole bunch of comorbidities going on here. Look, it's not a good situation for us, her, or the reptile. No, no, no. Fred is the real victim in all of this, I think. <laughs> no, I think Christine is the real victim in all of this. <laughs> Second would be Fred. Um, so, so of course, she is. Yeah, she is trying to get a bead on 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 you, and and, and it's kind of like veering back and forth. There's the drunk wobble, right? And thank at, God for the, the intoxication. And there's like a narrowing of an eye. Yeah, one she, eye's like. So she, locked on but she, she pulls back snake in my face and i'm just against the back of an ambulance oh god oh god oh god uh and i'm i'm yelling you can't bring snakes in an ambulance yeah, still you need to put this down from it's like, just it's like a bad recording that is slowly getting further and further away <laughs> as the cop and i are just backing up now it is nighttime and this and the back lights are on us so it's like a bad movie yeah she's got a spotlight for i you. have a spotlight on me and she is like taking aim and she's just like waiting for the command to fire and all of a sudden she just lets fly mm-hmm. and but like it, it, a bad movie <laughs> or a bad 80s sitcom all of a sudden hurtling through the light <laughs> ass over teacup <laughs> is this garter snake and i lose it in the darkness somehow and i'm like oh my god i and i'm just like <gasps> Like and I wish this was not a podcast so you can see my face that goes along with this, but it's after, it's sheer terror, sheer, sheer horror and hell, and I'm just like, there's gonna be a snake in my hair. There's, I'm gonna get hit with a snake, and literally a foot and a half to the right of me, the snake hits the cop in the chest, square in the chest, yeah, square in the chest. But she was aiming for me, right? She, yeah, there was no doubt. Yeah, no. Thank God for drugs. Thank God. Yeah. Um. So it bounces off the cop's chest. And then I guess because the snake is in on this whole joke of an evening, uh, it doesn't leave. Like if you were a snake it that got thrown, back to the ambulance. it's doing figure eights at the foot of the ambulance. Yeah. 
at the um, thing. And I'm pissed. I have gone from terrified to just straight up rage level 10. Right. I am like, that's it. We're leaving. We are going to go close the doors. We're out of here. And I'm yelling to you to close the doors, which is like anyone that works in the U.S. knows like the person inside the ambulance does not close the doors because that's really cumbersome and weird to do. But I'm not going up to the back doors to close right. them because there's snakes slithering around the back doors and I and don't want to go near it. There's one more thing keeping us from going. It's the cop. The cop. <laughs> because the cop decides... And this is sort of the equivalent of someone taking a shot at you and then saying, you missed, have another one. Because the cop now says to her... Oh, you dropped a bullet. <laughs> you need to get rid of the snake personally before we go. Yeah, he goes, He goes. Uh, the snake needs to go back in the swamp. And I was like, it'll find its way. It's fine. We need to go. Well, and at he this goes, point, I'm starting to really believe that this is her Fred because he is... The fact that he's not leaving makes me think this is an actual loyal pet. Like, he's actually not leaving her side as best as he can. I'm, like, looking at this cop, like, what are you, Steve Irwin? Like, why are you so, like, (laughs) benevolent towards this thing that just hit you in the chest? Like, it's fine. We're not going to run it over. The swamp is, like, 10 feet away. It'll slither back towards it. It will have a good evening. Right, but Nagini's not leaving. He is just, like, full house Slytherin being youth. It's just, like... Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. So, our drunk lady, inebriated whatever lady, stumbles out in high heels, and hmm. anyone knows that like corrugated floor and the step of an ambulance is one of those. We had one of those that was um, uh, it had the holes in it because right. it was the cr- the metal um. Crossing, crossing. Yeah, it, it, it just like those like with giant holes in it, like the metal crossbars. Look, that you don't want to walk on catch. stilettos. Right, in it. they're it's made great to catch. for Bates boots, but not stilettos. Right. So she like falls out of the back of the ambulance, fishnets and mini skirt, and you know, nips of vodka and mm-hmm. nips of other things mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, she goes and she like leans over in like you know terrible bend and snap attempt. And picks up Fred again and, like, goes to, like, hike him over her shoulder again like she's going to throw it. And the cop goes, no, 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 put him down or I'll tase you. And she's like, oh, and, like, st- like stomps over to the swamp, tosses him into the swamp and comes back into the ambulance and, like, gets back on the stretcher. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And yeah. I was like, she she hops back in the stretcher, buckles herself back in, and goes, "Let's fucking do this!" <laughs> and I slam the door shut, and I was like, "We're out of here!" And I, and I was just so I was so mad, and it was like that adrenaline jump of dump of like, ah! like I was just, I was so pissed, and I was like so terrified, and it was like this is the worst thing that has ever happened to my life, and. I drove like a bat out of hell going to the hospital. It was not an emergency, but I was like, maybe she's got more snakes. What if there's more snakes? I was also thinking. I was afraid that there was more snakes somewhere. Yeah. And so we rolled up at this like um, community hospital. I mean, it's in the, it's in the city, but it's like not a major trauma center. And um, we knew all the nurses and everything. I think I busted through those ER doors going, she threw a snake at me. (laughs) She threw a snake at me. And the nurses were like, what 
Yeah. Well, I was still concerned that that she had more snakes in her purse, or maybe yeah. on her person, or yeah, or something. on her person. Right. She had and also. We had spent the that entire ride with me hearing just the saddest sex worker stories I think I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I, my <laughs> heart like goes out to this person because she, you don't end up in a swamp with a snake and a bunch of pregnancy tests because life is going well, and it's it, like. Right. And we tell this story not to make fun of this woman. Like, I tell this story because, and like a lot of stories like this, because this is like real life for someone that works in medicine. Like, I just had a snake thrown at me. That's why I might be late to my next call, Karen. Like, (laughs) sorry, I'm making $13 an hour and someone threw a snake at me from a swamp. Like, I feel (laughs) like... But that's the balance because I'm in the back hearing these stories it, the whole reason she called was because, uh, like, a John hit her in the face. She called the cops hoping that they would help her, and instead... Oh, I actually this have situation, never heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and it, there were just a series of, like, horrifying events that happened that day that led her to that point. And so part of me is like, oh, my God, this is so sad, and, like, this is awful. But that other part of me is like, but she just brandished a snake. And that's EMS. Your heart, sometimes, you have to constantly keep that... That part of you active, that is as sympathetic as you are to your patients and as much as you want to treat them as humans, well, not that they're not humans, but you also always have to be kind of unalert for those random left turns that calls can suddenly make, like Fred. Yeah, I mean, nothing's ever black and white. Like, it's nothing's ever good, nothing's ever bad. Like, it's always kind of in this gray zone. And this is how burnout happens because, it's, like, you have these moral conflicts and that I actually didn't even know that that was how that call got ha- like happened. I thought some like a business person just saw like a bystander saw her in the swamp and still like she threw a snake at me and yeah. like screw her. <laughs> but yeah. like still like you know the rest of the day like while I'm not making fun of anyone that has mental health issues or uses drugs or um abuses alcohol like you know there is not necessarily the most flattering view of her that's what it's like to be me and do that job. And that is a culmination of this career is like all of these stories that are really just insane. And you, like you can't make it up. No one's at their best. No one's when, at their best when, when they call 911. No, yeah, yeah. no, they're not. We don't see people. But that's best. what you do. That's Tuesday. Right. Like in EMS. And like. I mean, sometimes they have chest pain and a suitcase. Yeah, like sometimes it's legitimate, like sometimes it's half legitimate, but sometimes it's just like, there's, it's always very conflicting. And, and I wish that was the only time I had encountered a snake, but that is a story for a completely different time. In all seriousness, I do want to highlight the fact that, you know, we are not trying to be disrespectful of this patient and this woman. This is really a story about what we experienced as EMTs. And when this story was told previously you know many years ago when it kind of first happened i will admit when we're talking about these things in crew rooms we probably use the words prostitute and hooker and that's not appropriate and as i've matured in medicine like many people you know you learn that to be more sensitive and to use better language like sex worker and you become more respectful of the patients. And that is something James and I find very important and we really want to do on this podcast is be very respectful of the patients and the people that we're speaking about. We may slip up. And if we do slip up, please 
very politely educate us on what the proper term is um, through an email. Don't yell at us because everyone makes mistakes. But first and foremost, I do want to be respectful of everyone that we're talking about. Um, that is a hallmark of nursing is to be culturally appropriate and um, to be kind to everyone. Uh, you know, of course, these are their stories as well. But I just want to put that out there that we're, you know, trying to share about what we do as healthcare providers. And that does not always include great stories about the patients themselves, but we are trying to still be respectful of them. And this is regular James. Uh, we kicked EMT James out. And I couldn't agree with you more, Christine. Uh, we above all want to be very respectful to uh, the people we discuss in this podcast. Uh, with that said, if you like what you heard, please follow us on Twitter at Antidotes Pod. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Antidotes Podcast. And you can send us an email at antidotespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please rate, like, review, and subscribe. Uh, until next time, so long. Thank you.